You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast. This episode presented by mission partner Adrian Lane from Bush Church Aid. The reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 35 to 48. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like men waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Peter asked, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? The Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise manager? whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time. It will be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose the servant says to himself, my master is taking a long time in coming. And he then begins to beat the manservants and the maidservants and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. That servant who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what his master wants, will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you speak to us through your word. And we pray that you would speak to us today and move our hearts and wills to respond in a way that pleases you. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today I'd like to talk about a very important subject one that's often forgotten about in the busyness of our daily lives, and especially when we're in the midst of a pandemic. And that is Jesus' return. 
even at Advent, that part of the church's year when we think about Jesus' comings, both his first and his second coming, we often focus just on that first coming, don't we, at Christmas time, because we're busy with buying presents and organising family functions, etc. But his second coming ought to affect every aspect of our daily lives, our behaviours, our thinking, how we spend our money, how we speak, and indeed, it puts the pandemic in perspective and it helps us to respond to it. Well, today's passage includes three striking parables and each of which helps us think about this critical subject of Jesus' return. The passage begins with a strong command. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Well, who are these servants? And who is this master? And is there any significance that he's coming from a wedding banquet? If we stand back a little and look at the bigger picture, we find that Jesus is speaking to his disciples but they're surrounded by a massive crowd, so large, in fact, that they're trampling on one another. You can see that in verse 1. And in this context, Jesus speaks first to his disciples with the crowd listing in. And what he's doing, he's preparing them all for what's going to happen in the future. And Jesus commands his disciples to be, be dressed ready like men waiting for their master to return. And what will he do? It'll be good for those servants who keep watch, even if he comes very late, even if he comes in the early hours of the morning, so that when he comes, they can immediately open the door for him. And what will he do? I don't know if you've ever returned home from a long trip. Maybe you've been overseas. I guess we used to be able to do that. Uh, and maybe you've been delayed. Your plane's been held up or the kids have been sick. You're exhausted and somebody's meant to be waiting up for you to check that everything's okay. But when you get back, the place is jet black. You knock on the door, nothing happens. So you knock louder. Still nothing happens. So you start moving around the house in the dark, knocking on a few windows, and eventually a light comes on, and eventually the door opens, and somebody with tussled hair and hastily donned shorts opens the door. Oh, we thought you weren't coming back tonight. We thought you were coming much earlier. The place is cold, there's everybody else's mess everywhere, there's nothing in the fridge. I tell you, It'll be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. And what will he do? Those ready servants had the fire stoked. It was welcoming and warm. The lamps were burning brightly. They weren't smoking. They were well trimmed. There's plenty of hot water for a wash. Food and drink were prepared in case they were hungry or thirsty. And the beds were freshly made with nice, clean, crisp.
crisp linen. And the servants themselves were well-dressed, smart, expectant. They'd been on their toes, looking out for their master. Is he coming yet? They were dressed, ready for service. Because as soon as their master knocks, they immediately open the door for him. And what does he do? In an absolutely stunning role reversal, in a stunning change of place, he takes off his travelling gear and puts it down and puts on the simple tunic of a servant or slave. He tells his servants to sit down and relax and he begins to wait on them. It's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely unheard of. Inasmuch as they were ready, he's now ready to serve them. That's an absolutely extraordinary thing for a master to do when he comes back tired from a major function. But what a wonderful and wonderfully surprising act for those servants who sit amazed. So be ready. Well, Jesus then slips into a second parable. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time the thief was coming, he wouldn't have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Well, thieves come when you least expect them, don't they? If you knew they were coming, you'd be there with the police, like Frederick waiting for the pirates in that uh, Gilbert and Sullivan's Pirates and Penzance. No, no, thieves come when you least expect them. You may just have gone out to drop the kids at childcare or grandma's, get some bread or milk, and you come back, the door's open, and you've been robbed. So it's an interesting question to ask, how do you actually prepare for thieves? I mean, some people, they think about it, and that's to their uh, cost. They just pretend they'll never come and they pay the consequences. But if you've been robbed a few times and you've lost something that's valuable or sentimental that you can't replace, you train yourselves in habits and disciplines. You always keep the door locked. You keep the windows locked. You keep your valuables out of sight because you presume that thieves will come anytime, every time. You never let your guard drop because you know you might be visited anytime. Be ready. I had a friend stay with me and I said to him, Sam, you've got to keep the place locked even when you're in it. Sure enough, I came home from work one day only to be greeted by a distraught Sam who told me that he'd lost his wallet, not just his wallet, but his computer as well. I was just in the shower, he said. Just the same. The Son of Man will come when you least expect him. As a little aside, it's quite interesting here that Jesus actually compares himself to a thief. So... Get into the right habits and disciplines. That's the way you'll stay safe. 
Never let your guard drop because you know that he might come at any time. Be ready. Well, Peter then says, no doubt, looking at the crowd around about them, Lord, are you saying this for us or for everybody? And by way of an answer, no doubt occasioned by the crowd, Jesus goes on to tell yet another parable, the third in this little series. Who then is the faithful and wise manager, he says, whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time? It'll be good for that servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. Indeed, it'll be so good that the master will put him in charge of all his possessions. Because of his faithfulness, this manager will ultimately care for all his master's possessions. The manager trusts him. He's brought into the master's inner circle, so to speak, privileged and honoured. On the other hand, let's say that this manager says to himself, oh, my master seems to be a bit of a long time coming. Doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon. In fact, I wonder if he's even going to come back. Maybe he's gotten sick. He may have died. And so in, instead of caring for his master's servants, he begins to get a little slack a little bossy even, a little self-important, and instead of carefully sharing out the produce of the farm or the estate, he begins to fill himself a little bit more and to drink a little bit more and to throw his weight around a little bit more and boss and bully the other servants a little bit more. I mean, who's to stop him? I mean, but suddenly, there's his master. Right there in the middle of that fracas. And the manager's been caught with his pants down, taking liberties, drunk. And the master has no mercy. He trusted his manager. He trusted him to look after his other servants. No doubt with that responsibility, there came privileges. But what has that manager done with those privileges? He's abused them badly. And indeed, he's usurped the role of the master. No longer is the household being managed well. No longer are the servants being fed properly. No longer do they feel safe. And indeed, the master's house has been brought into great disrepute because of this unfaithful manager. And so there's to be no second chance for him because he's already evidenced his character. And the master treats him just like he's treated the other servants. The master wants nothing to do with him. And so the master cuts him to pieces and throws him out with the unbelievers. Verse 46. Well, Jesus goes on to say that the extent of our own judgment depends on what we've been given and what we've done with it. If we clearly know the master's will and have been entrusted with much, Disobedience will lead to destruction. 
and a final place far outside the master's house. From everyone who's been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So are these parables for the disciples or for everyone? Because they're a very severe warning, aren't they? For all those who know the master's business and especially for those who've been asked by the master to look after his people, his servants, while he's away. Well, in the first instance, of course, they are for the disciples. But now we too are his disciples, or at least I hope you are. And we know the master's business. And for those of us who are pastors or Bible study group leaders, those who sit on parish council, even parents, those to whom God has entrusted his people, we've been given greater responsibility, haven't we? Now, I recognise that Jesus has been away a long time. It seems like a long time. But that's because he's wanting people of every tribe and tongue to be saved, to join him in his great eternal feast. That's what BCA's all on about. It's about reaching the whole of Australia for Christ. But Jesus will be back when we least expect it. So have you heard the point from these three parables? What's the word for the servants in the first parable? Be ready. Keep watch. What's the word for the householder in the second parable? Be ready. Stay alert. And what's the word for the manager in the third parable? Be ready. Look after my servants properly. So, are you ready? Would you be characterised as a person ready for their master's return? In many households, there's a frantic scramble when an unexpected visitor drops in, isn't there? Quick, get rid of those clothes off the floor. Is the bathroom okay? Can you just fix up that washing up? When the Lord returns, it'll be too late for that mad scramble. We'll either be ready or we won't. Will you be dressed ready for service? Dressed in the robe of righteousness that only Christ can give? Trusting Christ for your eternal salvation and only in Christ? And what he's done for us? Will your lamp be burning? Will you be holding out the light of Christ in a fearful world, a world that's especially fearful at the moment because of the pandemic? Or will you be looking after number one, disdainful of your master's property and of his people, usurping his role? Before you know it, you'll be robbed of everything you hold dear. You'll be cut to pieces and assigned a place with unbelievers. 
because from everyone who's been given much, much more will be demanded. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. But for those of us who are ready, what a wonderful promise we have here from the master who's just come from a wedding banquet. From a wedding banquet that's just a foretaste of the wedding banquet that he's preparing for his whole church, his bride, all those who follow him. He's going to wait on us. More than that, those who have faithfully cared for his people, his servants, they'll now steward joyfully all his possessions. Are you ready? Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just search for St. John's Diamond Creek.